Hour number two of the Get Right with Reggie KG on 105.3 The Fan. Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula pulling double duty, getting that camera set up because he's getting our guests ready. There he is on twitch.tv slash Dallas Fan Camp and on YouTube as well. You can find him on Twitter. Where can they find you? I could never remember your handle ever. It's David Hellman underscore. That's right. Which That's I realized right. after I changed it that that sucks, but... <laughs> It's too late. To Actually, do it that's again. not hard to remember, so I should. But remember like, that. Uh, yeah, if you can avoid putting an underscore in your social handle, you probably should. Big Baby Dave three seventy five on Twitter. Wow, exactly. wow, wow. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna change it to Dave Talk Sports eighty five ninety two ninety three ninety five. I don't know something. David Hell with a Fox Sports and the hit show Speak joining us live in studio for the next hour here. On your home of the Cowboys at Texas Rangers, at Kevin Gray Sports, at Reds at if you want to get at us on Twitter. We're taking in the Midsummer Classic, uh, which is special to Dave's heart because it's in Seattle tonight. Absolutely. The great Pacific Northwest where, ironically, I have never been to a baseball game. Really? You've never taken in a Mariners game? Look. In Seattle? Isn't that, it's funny because like Cowboy fans get so much grief for like not having ever been to Dallas, but yeah, I've been a Mariner fan my whole life, but look, it's 4,000 miles away. So like, (laughs) fair enough. For most of my life, it was expensive and hard to get there. And then, you know, as I've gotten older, actually, I've probably been to Seattle five times to cover Cowboy stuff. And every time it's either not baseball season or... Or they're out of town. So I've still never been to that park, which is Good really, excuses. It's really embarrassing. So who was your favorite Mariner growing up then? I am a Mariner fan because of King Griffey Jr. Okay. like I'm from New Orleans. Good, an- good answer. As it is a good elite answer, answer yes. I'm from New so. Orleans. There's no baseball team, so it's either it's Astros, Cubs, or Braves. Because the Cubs and Braves mm-hmm. were on national TV, and the Astros are the local team. Mm-hmm. Or the, cl- the closest team. The closest team, to, yeah. Uh, and I hated all those teams. And <laughs> King, King Griffey Jr. was the man. He hit bombs and he wore his hat backward mm-hmm. and he smiled and made it look effortless. Yeah. And they were good, too. So that helped. Uh, and it's been all bad ever since. <laughs> uh, they did that one. Yeah, that one was a 2001 when they won, what, 116 games? Yeah. Like, and know, didn't, even, games? didn't yeah. even get out of the ALCS. And I mean, they bro- they had the longest playoff drought in history heading into last year. That's why they lost to the Astros. It was devastating. But I was like, you know what? They reset the clock on the playoff drought. They're not the most pathetic team in North yeah, American it, sports. Sometimes it's just about avoiding that, you know, that Chiron every you, time you, that you, you don't want to be that. It was, shows it was up. the Bills forever. Then it was the Mariners. Like, you just don't want to be that team where it's like, wow, these guys are pathetic. Yeah. So it's all gravy. But yeah, I mean, it's a gorgeous town. It's cool that they're doing the All Star game there. How's your summer treating you? Awesome, man. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just, um, you know, I I I'm having one, which sometimes How about is, that? it's hard to do. Yeah, like, <laughs> I mean, I don't want to rub it in anybody's face. And it, like, sports media is a grind, man. Like, we get to do a lot of cool stuff, but you don't get a lot of time off for various reasons. But um, I've been on a couple trips. Mm-hmm. I've worked a lot less than I did during football season. Like, this is probably the most ready that I've ever been for football season. Oh, really? I'm, I'm sure okay. you've just been ruminating on camp battles, right? Let's go. <laughs> not, Let's not, get into it. I'm to be honest, I'm getting bored to be honest with you. Oh, so, yeah. really? Yeah. Is wow. this, is it, we were actually talking about this. Was it yesterday? Or one of the last few times that we've been sitting in studio together. This might be the quietest, mm-hmm. most humdrum Cowboys offseason totally. that I can remember in a long time. And 
let's knock on some wood or something. That's right. Like, exactly. right. I'm not asking. I'm not asking for somebody to go to jail or get suspended. Like I don't want that kind of drama. But like it's been really quiet, man. They they swung a couple trades in the spring. The draft happened. I mean, shoot, the draft was almost three months ago at this point, mm-hmm. and. You know, unless you get super excited for kicker news, there hasn't been a whole lot else to talk about. So, like I said, I mean, I unplugged for like two solid weeks. I've been, you know, I, I traveled around the country a little bit. I went to Omaha for the College World Series. We'll get into some of that a little bit later see on. See my sure. boys win the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So, like, like I said, like, sometimes when you're beat reporting, and I get, I mean, first world problems, I get it. But, like, you go straight from the draft into... The rookies and then OTAs and mini camp and you cover all that stuff. And by the time by the time you're done dealing with everything from that, it's late June and you're like, oh, my God, like we'll be at camp in yeah, three camp and a half weeks. Corner, yeah. Uh, whereas this year I was I was a little bit more intentional about shutting it down, um, which has been really nice. So, yeah, like I feel I feel rested and ready to care way too much about football. Now, obviously, you're a big TV star now. I know you don't enjoy it when I say it, and that's why I say it. Mm -hmm. Um, Will you, with your TV schedule, be able to take in a little bit of camp this year as opposed to last year? You know, a lot of what my fall is going to look like is still up in the air. Sure. Um, I I believe I will be out in California, but I don't don't 100% know the whole plan. Uh, so I'm, I've got a few irons in the fire is the better way of saying that. But um, I, I won't be start to finish at training camp, I sure. don't think, unless something crazy happens. Clearly, the reason why I asked was because I wanted to know if we were going to have to de- depend exclusively on John Machota's video. There's a reason. <laughs> I tweeted about that this morning, and there's a reason I worded it the way I did, where I was like, you know, it's we're all going to be watching John's feed. Because That's right. I don't I don't know this for sure. It could still change and I'll be the first to let you know if it does. But I think I think it's going to be on Johnny Matches uh this year to really be that guy. So, I know he's up to the challenge though. Oh, he's always got great footage. I mean, with all due respect to Clarence Hill and uh Calvin Watkins, uh their videos, you know, the clarity at times from both of them is it's, not it's, it's not great. It's a generational thing. Yeah, I was about to say, are we are we are we doing the ageism right now? <laughs> it's not even I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna be mean. Like there's a there's just a difference between people who have like had a phone in their hands for most of their life <laughs> versus people who are like still figuring out how it works. And I love Clarence and Calvin. I love Calvin. I love Clarence too, boy. Uh, I no, actually, but I mean, shoot. But like I mean, it's been ten years since I started covering the team. Like there's new there's new younger faces covering the Cowboys. Like I would imagine Patrick Walker is a guy that comes to mind who, mm-hmm. who I'm sure will have his finger on the pulse. Um, my buddy from from Dallas Cowboys, uh, Kyle Yeomans, is a guy who typically can be relied on for some videos and things like that. I'm sure there's some other people. So, uh, but I mean, shoot, John, John. I told he, John he the king of this. John was I hated to admit this because like I prided myself on it, but I was like, man, your stuff's better than mine. I can't even front. <laughs> was it like lie. just a general recognition? Like, all right, John, you got like, it. His his framing was always better. He like he never missed anything. Or I don't know why I'm talking in the past tense. It's gonna be that way. Next also, month, how is too. he always in the right spot? He, every time. Happen? Dude, it's it's that's what I'm saying. It's like sometimes I'll shoot a couple things, I'll get a good video, and then I'll get distracted or I'll be like I'm like yeah 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 that's cool whatever CD Lamb's doing but like I want to I want to watch one-on-ones between the O-line and D-line so like I'll go off and do my thing and then (laughs) 
15 minutes later, I hear the crowd erupt, and I'm like, damn it. Like, Mashoda got it. Yeah, I'm it. like, CD just <laughs> posterized somebody, and Mashoda definitely got it. Uh, uh, he's just He's got an act for it. Text line, obviously, loving the fact that you're in with this David Hellman of Fox Sports mm-hmm. right here on the Get Right. Um, and asked, because you were talking about, you know, this particularly unique summer for you, at least when it comes to your tenure covering the Cowboys. And they asked, is this, are you in the best shape of your life? Because that's what it sounds like. You're, you're <laughs> living into, your you're playing season. into that show. Season. That's, that's right. Uh, Do we have to be concerned about you come uh, regular season? <laughs> I might, I'm in, I'll, I'm in terrible shape. Right now. <laughs> no, what's so funny is like. I was out there in LA doing the Cali thing. Like, I don't have a ton of friends out there. Your kombucha juice and everything. I was drinking kombucha. I was uh-huh. like, I had a trainer. I was uh-huh. working out. A tra- that's Dude, TV I, stuff. I had a trainer. Uh-huh. Yeah, Woo. I had a trainer. Shout out, shout out, Anthony. That's my guy. Uh, <laughs> but like, I came back here, and a he he's not here, so I don't have that. Uh-huh. And then you know, I went to Antigua on vacation. Ooh, oh, you was kicking! I went to the fantastic. College World Series. I went to Chicago for a little while. Like I've not been home a lot. Yeah, and I'm and obviously like eating and drinking and all the stuff that you do on vacation. I actually I worked. I've been working out this week for the first time in a, a month or more. Been whooping your ass, hasn't I it? feel terrible. <laughs> <laughs> like my arms are dead right now after doing like a very basic workout. I'm not happy about it. David Hellman of Fox Sports joining us in studio here. Tell me, what's your state of the Cowboys as we get ready? We're just two weeks away from training camp. What is your state of the Dallas Cowboys right now? I think the Cowboys are in as good of a position as they've been in at least since Mike McCarthy took the job. The state of the Cowboys is strong. It is. It feels really strong. And yeah. it's, it's ironic because we were talking about a quiet summer. If you remember last year... It was anything but. It was a nightmare on a variety of levels. Mm-hmm. Um, and the funny thing is, like, I went into last season. I had a bad feeling last season because I was like, this team is allergic to its own success. Every time they have a good year, every time they get to the playoffs, they kind of smell themselves a little bit. There's a bunch of controversies. And so at this time last year, I was like, it's it's like clockwork, man. Like, they can't stay out of the news. Nothing's going right. And they're going to have a letdown. And lo and behold, they go twelve and five again. Or yeah, they went twelve. Yeah, 12 and five. Yeah, yeah. So they win twelve games again. They win a playoff game. So they arguably had a better season, even though they didn't win the division since Tom Brady's retirement. So it really it kind of shut me up in the sense of like, okay, like I've got to give Mike McCarthy the credit of sustaining success in a way that Jason Garrett was not able to do. And so now I look at it, I'm like, yeah, man, this is this is the mark of a successful team. And I, I get it. We know they've got to get to a Super Bowl. They all that good stuff. But in the meantime, the thing that Jason Garrett was never able to do that I think would be the mark of success for McCarthy is just year in and year out. Ten plus wins, always in the playoffs the way that Green Bay was. And so I'm just like, yeah, man, they look better on paper than a team that won 12 games. Uh, They're in a weak conference, a strong division, but a Mm -hmm. weak conference like you know, I don't know if they'll win 12 again, but I have every expectation that barring a catastrophe, they'll have a winning record and make the playoffs and we'll get to evaluate them based on whether they can build on that in January. So you, you started down the Mike McCarthy path. And I think the thing that I've been thinking about when we talk about the, the quiet or like the quiet nature of this offseason compared to the last one, one of the big changes is Mike McCarthy taking over the play calling and maybe not changing entirely the offense, but shifting it somewhat to what we're what we've deemed the Texas Coast offense. 
Who do you think stands to gain the most from Mike McCarthy doing, making that change and Mike McCarthy taking over the reins of uh, play calling? That's a really good question. Thanks, I'll try. Um, who stands to gain? Are, are we talking like purely statistically or like from a like a legacy sort of standpoint? You know, I, Wherever you'd like to go, because the, the one that comes to mind for me is like the possibility of someone like Semi Fihoko. Breaking into oh. the Robertson. Yeah, I know. I went deep cut. You like, real, real which is right off the bat, so you're just I was like, not ready. Right off the bat, you're like the fourth or fifth yeah, guy on the I was receiver not ready depth for chart. Because I know how much Reds loathe the idea well, of getting fourth and fifth wide receiver conversation. Brother, uh, <laughs> don't, but, but I, no, sincerely. Look, it's, it's the like, all star break. Exactly. Kev, right? That's right. We, we Content, right? That's Necessary. Right. Content business. But like, just a guy who played in West Coast offense when he was in, in college and we hadn't really heard of him since draft night, basically. You know, that was one of the things I was also trying to leave some of the bigger ones for you if you wanted to expound on that. But uh, no, just any anywhere that you want to go with that, wherever your mind takes you with the idea of who benefits from uh, McCarthy taking over. That's a really good question. I, w- I mean, I don't want to get into the whole like run the damn ball thing, but actually I mentioned his name when we were walking in the studio. I mean, and the, the legacy stuff is so boring to me because, again, like it's all going to be decided by what happens in the postseason anyway. Yeah. Like nothing you do. in the, I mean, that's the funny thing is like it's easy to talk about like Dak, uh, but Dak has led a top five offense for most of his career. And you still have to push back against the notion that he's even good at his job. So I don't really think Mike McCarthy can do a whole lot for him, in all honesty, at least not until they win playoff games with an S. Uh, but I look at, I mean, Tony Pollard is fascinating mm. to me uh, because mm. the Cowboys have very interestingly done not a lot to fill that depth chart. I mean, I know Ronald Jones is there. I think he carried the ball 17 times last year. I don't think I realized that. My like goodness. He, he really, a lot. he did not have much of a season last year. Uh, Malik Davis, I'm a big fan of his, but again, like there's just not a lot there in the, in the way of a proven change up and I don't bring I don't bring this up to say like oh can Tony Pollard handle it I don't care about that but what does the future hold for Tony Pollard if he is the bell cow in an offense where we know Mike McCarthy wants to run the ball a lot it's also whatever you want to call it text coast west coast it's a short (laughs) timing based offense for the most part based on what we know about McCarthy I'd step out on a limb and say Tony Pollard will probably catch more balls this year than he ever has. Interesting. And so you think about being the bell cow runner and a back that can catch a lot of balls. Like Tony Pollard has a chance to really put his name in a place in the NFL hierarchy where it is not right now. And like, to make some money. Yeah. Oh, and, this is still and a contract make a boatload right. of money. Absolutely. So like I said, I don't think anything that happens is going to change the way people think from a legacy standpoint about any of the the primary players. Um, and you know, having having Brandon Cooks and Michael Gallup, I'm going to assume CD Lamb will see a little bit more of a of a target share sure. than he did last year. But yeah, I mean, Tony Pollard really not having much in the way of like a competition for a guy that's going to be on the field taking his touches away. Uh, I think the sky's the limit for him. So get right with Reggie KG right here on 105 to the fan. David Helmet of Fox Sports joining us live in studio talking all things Cowboys speak and more coming up next. More with David Hellman here on the get right. With Reggie KG on 105 through the fan.
It's the Get Right with Reggie KG on 105. Through the fan, Kevin Gray, Reggie Atula, yep. Rigo Mendoza holding down for you. Really appreciate you joining us here on Odyssey and the Odyssey app. Our special guest, David Hellman of Fox Sports, joining us live in the DFWSecurity.com studios. You can find him on Twitter at David Hellman underscore as he gets ready for yet another Cowboys training camp and what we believe is another uh, stunning season of Speak. That's right. On FS1. Or some other, some other, you know, fantastical TV project. Like, I don't know, sitting across from Skip Bayless, maybe. I don't know. Who knows? Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Remember, we were talking about this last night, and I said I would ask. Okay. Oh, wait, no, I can't ask him that question. Never mind. I was what? Gonna, I was going to ask him that one question about how much money it would take. Yeah, that's yeah, right. We but we're not, we're yeah, not going to do yeah, that Because yeah, he that. might be in negotiation yeah, right say, now. Exactly. We can't, we can't even, uh, even do that. Trade secrets, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I do have to ask you this, though, when it comes to, like, you're just, your cohorts over at, at Speak. Like, do you, you know, text him or call him on a daily basis? Like, hey, what y'all talking about over here, man? Like, what, what's going on? Y'all getting Cowboys Twitter all up in arms? Like, what, what's going on over there? Your homegirl? I mean, <laughs> I, look, I think at this point, all of them have done it at some point. That's just the nature of talking about the Cowboys, I guess. Um, I mean, we we have a group chat, so uh-huh. the, the group chat is regularly popping off about whatever, you know, we talk about stories, we talk about what's interesting, what might go on the show. We talk, and you know, we'll we'll go back and forth. Like, oh man, Dave kicked a hornet's nest today, or, or <laughs> somebody else on the show did. Uh-huh. Um, to be honest with you, like I've been laying low. Like it's oh, have you? It's it's so. I mean, I'm on I'm on vacation, man. Like I'm not I'm not over there. Cowboys Twitter been waiting. Hey, where's Helmet at? No, I where's mean, our Cowboys the Avenger? Yes, the people's where champion. Where is he at? I see I see the tweets. Um, again, at David or David underscore Helmet or oh. David Helmet underscore. That's right. See the underscore want, sucks. Yeah, it, it was, yeah, it's sorry. a bad name. Um. You know, when it, I'm on vacation, like if if I'm back out there, when I'm back out there, whatever, I will do my thing. I will have plenty to say. But for the most part, I've just kind of been laying low. Like, all right, like y'all call me when you want me. If y'all want to do this, if y'all want to talk about Cowboys without me, I'll let you deal with that. My man said, why are you talking to me about work when I'm not I'm, at I'm work? I'm not at work right now. What are you doing? <laughs> you know? Okay, on a scale of one to 10 during football season, your mentions shambles wise are what? Um, it depends. I would like, I've been doing this so long. I'm pretty used to it. Uh-huh. Like I'm pretty used to having chaotic mentions anyway. Yeah. Um, for the most part, I would say it's like steady at a five or a six unless a, I do something petty to like stoke <laughs> the conversation. Like uh-huh. if I want to, if I want to start some smack about like Dak, like if I just drop a really incendiary statistic or something like that, uh-huh. then it goes up to like an eight or a nine. And then game days, all bets are off. I mean, game days are a mess. And especially when something happens on a game day that makes me look stupid. <laughs> I, I've like, I always say like, I didn't grow up a cowboy fan. Nobody ever believes me, but like, I'm really, I'm not emotionally invested in whether or not they win or lose. I really do not care. But uh, when that ball bounced off of Noah Brown's shoulder pads. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. And they yep. lost that game to Jacksonville uh-huh. after I had spent like two weeks calling people stupid for <laughs> Doubt and Dak and this, that, and the other. That was a that was a bad day. And I was like, I was like, I was devastated, like not because the Cowboys lost, but yeah. because I knew that I was going to spend the next week eating that medicine. Oh, man. That sucked, man. That was brutal. 
my mentions were on fire. My texts were on fire. <laughs> I think people were probably emailing me about it too. Who lit you up, who lit you up most from from your group? Who who lit you up most? Shady, obviously. <laughs> obviously, it was shady. I mean, Acho too, though. Oh, Acho, Acho was yeah. lighting you up too. Oh, of course. And like, I had like people and people were in my mentions like, "You're gonna get it on Monday," and I was like, "I know. I don't want to go to work. <laughs> I don't want to." It wasn't his fault though. The ball was placed where it needed to be, but. Nobody needs to. Nobody wants to hear that in the moment, you know. Yeah, do not matter when it comes time to slander. When you yes. when you get pick six to lose a game that you led by ten, all bets are off. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a rough day against Jacksonville. Uh, speaking of not being at work though, uh, that's been you quite a bit uh, this season. Uh, tell me, highly about recommend the, it. The uh, Omaha Chronicles, because clearly you was out there kicking it, you know, in Omaha, Omaha, you know, watching the LSU handle business in the uh, the College World Series out there. If the LSU Tigers are playing for a championship and it's within my power to be there i'm gonna do what i can yeah and fortunately um y'all a a good friend of ours y'all know her too megan Mm -hmm. Uh, i believe she's a veteran of the show yes meg murray shout out to meg murray our girl meg murray her family's from there so like she had an aunt and uncle and a few of us were like uh they got a couch and she was like they got a whole basement with like beds and stuff and i was like all right we're there we're in so a few of us drove up Spent the weekend in Omaha. Uh, no no BS at all. Like, I'm not saying it's not New York City or anything, but, like, Omaha's a fun town, man. Yeah, like, really? I, I hear this very often, and I need explanation. Not that I, it's not saying that I doubt. I just need, I need to understand it. You like, know outside I mean? of the Jello shots. So, <laughs> I mean, that's a big part of it. Okay, I should, I should clarify. Please do. I've only ever been to Omaha for the College World Series, which is, like, the centerpiece of their calendar. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's been there every year since like 19 whatever. Yeah, visit Omaha. Like, bullet number one is College World Series. Yes. Yeah. Preferably go in June, but like all eight fan bases for the College World Series go. And like when it's a, you know, like a big fan base, like an LSU or an Arkansas, when they make it, they bring 20,000 people to town. All the bars are full. Everybody's trash talking each other. But just in general, like I'm a sucker for a walkable city. Like if if Absolutely. If you've got a downtown with some attractions nearby, you can bar hop, you can go to the zoo, you can go to the casino without having to get in a car. I'm I'm sold. And that's what Omaha has. Like they've got a cute little bar district. There's a casino across the river in Iowa that you can get to pretty easily. There's they got a nice zoo. Like they you know decent amount of stuff to do like i said i'm not trying to move there but like <laughs> like for a weekend spending two or three days in omaha is not a bad time okay and right. it's even better if you like lsu and they whoop everybody's ass and win the national title that's david hellman uh covers the cowboys for fox right. sports also the newest uh the newest branded ba- ambassador for the omaha tourism board yeah, omaha Let's talk, baby. <laughs> and I mean, hey. Hey, get Peyton Manning on the phone, please. Get Peyton on the phone. I'm guessing just the way things are going for us, uh, for our baseball program, I think we'll be back sometime soon. So, yeah, hit me up, Omaha. I'm ready to talk. What uh, was the atmosphere like there? I'm yes. sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead, because yeah. mine was entirely off base. Yeah. It's, so it's, it's so much fun. Like, I'm trying to think, you know. I'm sorry. I meant, like, at the World Series itself. Like, as yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. dope. Like, you yeah. got... Uh, like I said, obviously there's like a ton of LSU fans, but then what? Like Wake Forest surprisingly brought a lot of people. I was like, I didn't oh, know. Wow, y'all, okay. I, didn't, I was like, I didn't know y'all had fans. Uh, <laughs> Oral Roberts is the Demon Deacons. Out Oral here. Roberts is based in. Um, I think they're based in Tulsa, or at the very least, they're Oklahoma, based in Oklahoma. Uh-huh. Yep. 
So they brought a, a, a pretty solid amount of people. Um, Tennessee was obviously there. So, like, it's just, like, four or five fan bases. And, like, even in the stadium, it's the same way, where, like, people will go to watch a game that they have no affiliation with just because, I mean, that's why you're there, to watch baseball. And so, like, people are trash-talking, commiserating about the game they just lost. Or, you know, I'm like, I stayed up till like, 2 a.m. talking to some Tennessee fans about, like, who we were going to pitch the next. I was like, dude, we're, we're so screwed. We threw our number, like we threw our last good starter in this game and we lost and now we got to play y'all and we don't have anybody. And yeah. they bought me a beer to make me feel better. Cause they thought they were going to beat us, but we beat them. Oh, so you got <laughs> a win and a free beer. Oh, I got, yeah, I got a lot of free drinks up there between the jello shots. And then, yeah, like it's just a, it's a very communal environment. People are like, ah, let me buy you a beer. You might be a tiger, but you're all right with me. And I'm like, thank you, sir, who I'll never talk to again. Never see again in life. How how many times were you recognized in Omaha? Um, actually, I don't think it happened. Okay, because oh, this wow, is the thing okay. is like, it. I normally wouldn't ask that because I don't. I think that sometimes being close to folks, like I have friends that are like, you're famous. I'm like, I'm not. Not even close. And it's like I think sometimes we overrate the idea of how famous some of our sports media folks are but in a sports environment like that i imagine that the probability goes up so i was just wondering if that it, was a thing that happened i mean it, it happened to me i've been to the world series twice it happened to me the time before that i mean i don't yeah i don't i don't like talking about this reggie thank you but Uh-oh. um no I, I mean on i don't know on average it happens like a few times a month probably okay now I, let's hold that hold that good feeling if we were going to call it that, because yesterday someone on our Twitch chat said that you are, oh, what was the words used? Great value Bobby Belt. Yep. That was it. And so, I just wanted your reaction. Great to value. Comment. So Bobby Belt is the name brand? That's that's rude. <laughs> I feel like he wanted to say something. I know. So much that's more rude. Than that. I really just wanted to get your natural reaction to that. So I'm like, I thought. I like yeah like Bobby Belt is the knockoff of me yeah like I think that oh, tracks damn. I think right. that tracks okay um, but so if if we go name brand Bobby Belt you're a hundred percent fine with that just yeah. the association with Bobby Belt like all. I'm on the shelf in aisle five of the grocery store like I'm up here at eye level and mm-hmm. Bobby's like down where your feet are like Bobby's the plastic bag like you know like instead of Fruit Loops they call it like Irish Charms or whatever Fruit Tutti Fruity something yeah like yeah, that. yeah. Tutti yeah. Fruity yeah, yeah that's yeah. Bobby's the one that you grab because you don't want to pay for the real thing. That's, oh damn! Wow. Yeah. You hear that, Bobby? I, I just you hear that, Bobby? Threw so much shade at one of my good friends he for no reason. It. That's it. That was the intended. Yeah, you know, yeah, answer yeah. That we yeah. wanted. With it. Also, to make you feel better, someone else said, uh, "Dang, David's eyebrows are perfect." So you know, like there's wow. ups and downs. Wow. Wow. Right. That's really funny because anybody that knows me even decently, I, I have a. A terrible tick where I'm like constantly combing my eyebrows to make mm-hmm. sure because they're bushy. They're very bushy. And so like I'm constantly straightening them out to the point where like people will be like, what's wrong with you? Like, do you have a tick? <laughs> um, so that's funny that somebody mentioned it. it and thank you, listener, because uh, I work at that. I work at it obsessively. OK, so the question is then favorite part that you've missed about not being on television like what's the part that you've missed most you know when you haven't been on television um like other than the you know the t- doing the television part oh it's not counting that yeah exactly oh, yeah doing doing tv's 
It's like like you know if have if you've ever seen the movie Bull Durham, mm-hmm. there's a scene where Kevin Costner, who has been to the majors, is telling everybody what the majors is like. He's yeah. like, people carry your bags for you. <laughs> like it's like that. Like you know, I come into work and lunch is on on my desk in my dressing room. By the way, oh wow, my outfit for the day is hung up. Uh, and like I can like walk down the hall and be like, oh, I'm, I don't know if this shirt really goes. Have you done that? I've done it. I've done it like once. And it took me like I'd been there for like three months and I was like, I don't want to be that guy. But like, can I get a different shirt today? And they were like, you can get a different shirt whenever you want. And I was like, OK, but I, and I don't really <laughs> I don't want to be difficult. And they're like, it's not difficult. And I'm like, OK, well, I would like a new one. please. Like you the brand helmet. You could be what you uh, want to be on television. But yeah, okay? man, like, dude, like they cut my hair for me. I haven't yes. I haven't paid for a haircut or I didn't pay for a haircut the whole time I was out there. I've gotten mm-hmm. them since like just. They just do stuff for you, and it's really, really cool and fun. I love it for you. Um, yeah. So just letting people know on the text line, 877-881-1053, we're going to just have you ask Dave questions if you would like. We'll try and pepper those in. Oh, God. But um, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. Okay. A- ask away. Um, we'll, we'll filter them a little bit. We're not going to sure. let them just. Appreciate that. But our friend who also has an underscore in her uh, Twitter handle, at underscore Haley Sutton. She's been doing a little work oh, with CBS up, Sports. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, hosting Box to Box. That's right. Uh, for CBS Sports, their soccer yeah, coverage. She's killing it. And obviously, like, she's primarily DallasCowboys.com. She does incredible work there. Emmy winner. Mm, that's Don't right. Forget that. That's Never right. forget it. But she's doing a little bit of soccer work. And I was like, is there any level of work in the media space outside of what you do that you would like to just kind of go and do for a little bit? Because it seems like Haley is doing something just like that. Uh that it's funny because I've I've seen what Haley's been doing and Way to go, dude. That's kick-ass. You're awesome. Um, And going back to before I even got out of school, soccer was the only sport I was remotely good at, and I wasn't good at it. It was the highest one. Right. Yes. It's as good as I got, which was still bad. But like, I played soccer for a long time, and I still love it. And before I ever even got out of college, like my dream, I think I was a senior in college when the World Cup was in South Africa. And I was like, oh, my God, how incredible would it be to, like, spend the whole month at the World Cup from the first match to the final, cover the whole damn thing, travel around that country and see everything. And that's still, like, very top of my bucket list is to, like, cover a World Cup. Huh. Well, fortunately for you, we're only how many years away from one stateside? I will say, like... Look, I'm not going to like look a gift horse in the mouth. Sure. It, would, it would still be cool, but it's a lot less cool to cover a World Cup in the country that you already live in. I get it. Like I would rather go to South Africa or and experience Brazil. experience a different culture yeah. and all those things yeah. for sure. But I mean, you're but also you're also gonna, currently I'll, employed at, at the company that has If the given lights. the opportunity to cover a US <laughs> World Cup, I will absolutely Dave, do it. Hey, we're sending you to the World Cup. What do you think about oh, that? Damn. Which means we're sending you to <laughs> Where Philadelphia? Dallas. Like, yeah, da- like, yeah, Dallas. Dallas right. hey, you're in Dallas. Can you run down to AT and T and cover that? <laughs> yeah, yeah I sure. Guess. Where the final might actually be? Yeah, seriously, that's, that's true. Good point. Good point. It's the get right Reggie KG right here on 105 through the fan. David Hellman of Fox joining us live here in studio. Coming up next, a little ask, a little ask Hellman. Yes. Next on the get right. Omaha! 
Back here on the Get Right with Reggie KG on 105 through the fan. Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula. What's happening? Riggle Mendoza holding down for here. Joined live in studio by our special guest, David Hellman of Fox Sports. You can find him on Twitter at David Hellman underscore at Kevin Gray Sports at Reg Atatula if you want to get at us on Twitter. If you missed. He's in the building. That's right. That's right. If you missed anything during our conversation with David Hellman, make sure you hit the rewind button on the Odyssey app or you can go to 105throughthefan.com. Hit the Get Right podcast page. You can listen to any segment, anytime on demand. A little Ask Hellman on the text line, 877-881-1053. Also live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Dallas Fan Camp and on YouTube as well before we let Dave get out of here on this uh, this Tuesday evening. Do I start? Sure. All right, so Dave, we're in what we what we have dubbed List Week. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's, it's, you know, historically the slowest week in sports media. Yes. Uh, on the sports calendar, and so as you are well familiar with, it's the time where all the lists get dropped. Because look, man, we got to make some shake. Is there a very is there a particular type of list or whatever that appeals to you more than others, or are they all just like it's just a list, man? It is whatever what it is. Can I admit something embarrassing? Oh, always. Even after all of these years, even it it's so beaten down, it's so well done. We don't need to see another one. I still get pretty like interested in a Mount Rushmore. Really? Oh, yes. really? You know what? Because I, okay, go ahead. You got because, it. Because like, because, like it's it's like a puzzle. It's like a puzzle because it's like you get four spots, and if you're doing the right thing, you got to take all these things into equation. Like somebody was, uh, I I was thinking about this during the College World Series because it was like, oh, what's the what's the LSU Mount Rushmore? And you're like, well, obviously, like Shaq's got to be on there. But then you're yeah. like, well, Shaq never won a title for LSU, but this guy did. But this guy did that. Ooh, Maravich. But like Maravich really did. Like it, it was a different age. Like, is he good enough to be on there? Billy Cannon's the first Heisman Trophy winner in LSU history. But that was so freaking long ago. Like, obviously, Joe Burrow's got to be there. Oh, but what about baseball? And like, you just tie yourself up in a pretzel thinking about it. And I think I like the, like the the finality of only having four spots it's not like well yeah i mean kevin fox should be there but i have i have him at seven you know there is no seven <laughs> on mount rushmore you get four spots right and so it like it's a total cliche i'm embarrassed that i still like them but i still like them no i i understand the urge the thing that i found find nonsensical about it outside of like just all of the nonsense of it why the hell did we pick Mount Rushmore? Right? Like, one, it's just such an arbor- arbitrary four. Because also, it's not like Mount Rush- Rushmore is the four best presidents. Like, we didn't even do that. It's just like I mean, we picked four of them. Which is wildly subjective to begin with anyway. It, right? We ju- it, was just, it was just four of them that ended up up there. And then we were like, that is now the I mean, standard for all of the lists that we're putting together. It has to be four. There cannot be other I'm not. Numbers. I'm not qualified. I, I'm not qualified to get into this argument. But, like, I think... Oh, that's why I said it definitively, so that you would not have to dig into but it. But like I will you say that. could, I could, I could push back on that and be like, the four that are up there are like arguably the four most influential. Especially, I don't know when it was made. Name your fa- you name your four top your top four Mount Rushmore presidents right now. I mean, go. <laughs> Lincoln's got to be on there. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I, don't I know. actually. I mean, I'll do it. Don't, don't, I'll actually, do it. No, you don't Nobody have to. Nobody wants that. No, you don't have to. No, no. Uh, Sports. But also, it's a <laughs> national landmark that everybody knows, too. That's the more basic answer to your question. Fantastic. Okay. Anyway, I still like them. That's Thank my point. Thank you for a very good, well-thought-out answer. Thank you. you. Okay, so if you had to pick of, of the two, you have to put one of them on there. Nick Saban or Les Miles. 
Neither. Neither makes it. No, you have to pick one. Oh. You have to pick one to put on. Uh, I think it's on. Ed Orgeron. <laughs> it's, I purposely left him off the uh, the choices here. If I had to put one on there, it's Nick. Because A. Over the Mad Hatter? Yeah. Yeah. Because Nick, Nick Saban woke up the sleeping giant that is LSU football. Mm, okay. Uh, and, and his... His place in the pantheon of great coaches is unquestionable. Yeah. Obviously, he did most of that at Bama, but the LSU part of the story still matters. And so, for the record, I would not put him up there. But if you're making me choose, I would still say Nick Saban. Okay. All right. All right. So, this this apparently is something that happened in sports. Are you familiar with a certain baseball player named Nick Castellanos? Sure. Yeah. Um, is the, Am I setting this up properly? Is it just, am I okay to just play this audio clip what and let it tragedy the- befell us? That's what I need to know. No tragedy. This time it's just Nick Castellanos giving his, his opinion on his favorite superhero. Go ahead and listen. Everyone was asked their favorite superheroes. Yeah. You said Scooby-Doo. Sure. I, I didn't realize Scooby-Doo was a superhero. Can you kind of explain his superhero lore? I mean, well, first off, he's a dog, right? And he can talk. Fair enough. Okay. And and he saves. He's he's he solves mysteries. So I think that a dog that can talk and helps people by saving, by solving mysteries, I think, is a superhero. Checks off all the superhero boxes. Has special skills and he helps people. David Hellman is Scooby Doo a superhero? Castellanos convinced me. Right. Yeah, I didn't like, think I was going to oh, be here wow, either. Dave, really? What? Really? <laughs> Raggy. What's like, what are we? You know, that's going to end up on the internet, right? Yes. Fantastic. yes. What are Bobby's we missing? clipping that right now. That's what are speak. we missing? Yeah. Like he, I mean, I don't know any other dogs. that. Because it's not like he has to have superpowers. Shout out to Batman. Right? He can also fit a four foot tall sandwich in his mouth in one bite, which is incredible. Wow. Your criteria for this is getting worse and worse. By the I side. mean, he Bat- runs really fast. You see his legs go. What? Did I lie? Don't don't roll your eyes at me like I'm wrong. He can appear. You watch the movies. Place? What's Batman's superpower? Did you already say that? Being incredibly rich. Yeah. So okay, cool. And also thinking ahead. But I mean, come no, on. stop. What are we doing? Planning. I'm, I'm not a he's comic. He's a master planner. I'm not a comic. A master planner. Oh, really? What? Is he not? <laughs> he got a like. That's the thing about Batman. Is like he's always seven steps ahead. No, or yeah. I and look, I'm not a comic book guy, but I know like that pisses me off so much. <laughs> After an hour, we have found the nerve, ladies and gentlemen. Finally, we got it. Batman could beat Superman because he's seven steps ahead. Wait, oh, Superman grabbed his spine and pulled it out of his body? (laughs) Cool. All right. Cool. That's an elite Stop. answer. That's Stop an elite it. answer, Dave. Batman That's is just a rich dude. Oh, he's, he's so he's super smart. Superman would never catch him. Shut up. Yeah, Superman is kind of, you know, that dude in a lot of ways. Superman annoys me. He's OP. Wait, what? I'm I'm I mean, super strong, but a green rock makes me sleepy. All right, dog. Get on my face. <laughs> I mean, look. I love how he boiled it down to the simplicity of the green rock makes me sleepy. He's that, also <laughs> like the OG superhero, so of course he's kind of boring compared to everything that came after. That's right. But um, Yeah, I guess so, because I choose my favorite superhero is Iron Man. That's, that's my personal favorite. I was always a nope. Spider-Man guy. Everybody was. Spider- that's mm-hmm. Spider-Man. Spider- just- that's a good one. He he is everybody. Everybody is Spider Man. Exactly. All right, uh, let's let's get into this. Ask David Hellman from the four hundred five. What are your thoughts on Parsons moving to straight defensive end? And I guess that feels like that's already happened. But <laughs> let let me alter the question to 
What are your thoughts on like this this additional weight thing that has been happening this all season for Michael Parsons? Mm. It, didn't isn't isn't that all kind of a non-story? Like, did, wasn't it? Am I like I might be misremembering? Didn't somebody was it Dan Quinn? Somebody was like, relax. Like Micah's doing the same stuff he was always doing. Like I think sometimes that stuff I think gets blown out of proportion because it happens sure. during the off season. Again, a guy's like I'm in I'm in the best shape of my life. I'm I'm. I'm 15 pounds heavier and it's like April and he's working out away from the facility doing his own thing and just answering questions outside of the context of playing for the Dallas Cowboys. I don't put a lot of weight on it. I think, yeah, I mean, rushing the passer is what Micah does best. And I think that is what he will do the most of, but I think, I think his role on the defense will look fairly similar to what we've been used to. If I had to guess. That's my boring take. I think, I think it's right. Like, sometimes the boring answer is the right answer. I'm fascinated by this whole boxing thing he's been doing this offseason. Like, engaging and bringing Dan Quinn along with him. It's great work. Doing the boxing thing. It's a great work. A lot of them have been doing boxing between Tolbert, Brandon Cooks, Micah Parsons, all of them been doing the whole boxing. I, I mean, hey, I, I can't think of many things that are better for your, like, cardio than that. Like, yeah. That's so amazing. Boxers and wrestlers like to be able to. You hear that, Reg? Yeah, the people that be going to the Olympics and getting medals. You dork. Yeah, no, I, I mean, no, hey, no, look, uh-uh. I'm a. No. I, for the record, I like WWE, but I was talking about. Mm. No, but I'm talking about Greco Roman dudes. You should have just left it out like WWE. No, man. David, David, I'm talking. No, nah, hold your L. Be proud. <laughs> look, you can't. Get let off with I like the WWE, so. You can't take By the a, way, that's good business, by the way. I see what you're doing. That's good business. Just saying. That's good business. Pro wrestling. And you can see, what is it, SmackDown on Fox? That's, that's <laughs> right. It's on Company Man over there. Friday nights. That's right. Hey, uh, hey. Oh, boy, that was about a 55% <laughs> surety. Pro wrestling is impressive in its own right, but, like, the Olympic-style wrestlers and boxers just, I mean. To, I would agree with that, yes. It's it's a it's a type of, like, heart cardio. What's the word I'm looking for? Like, you just got to be in shape on a level that, like, very few people mm-hmm. can be. It's very impressive very important question coming in on the text line from the 214 dave are you a michael mcdonald fan or mike mcdonald but i took that as michael mcdonald mm-hmm. I f- who's who is that i feel bad oh no fantastic yep is that answer no I, that's efficient if the that is your answer then that's the answer the singer that, that's who i thought but then as i was reading I was it i was like that's a, that's about. a pretty open like that could mean anything but anyways uh i will then alter the question who is maybe the artist that I don't want to do the kind of cliche like that you'd be most embarrassed to let people, but like that you think people, I'm not embarrassed by anything I listen exactly. to. Exactly. And record. so, who is the musical artist that you are like a fan of that you think people would be the most surprised by? And you can't say Big Craig because we know that one at this point. Oh shoot! I mean, honestly, like there's so many. I I listen. I I know it's it's so lame, but like I listen to everything. Um, I mean, I think people who know me well know like I'm not like a. I'm not just like a passive Beyonce fan. I like really, really like Beyonce. Like I know the deep oh, cuts. Wow. Okay. I've seen her live twice. I went to both on the run tours. Uh, I love Casey Musgraves, the country singer. I think she's from Tyler, like not very far away. You and your high horse. Uh, yeah. Uh, Golden Hour is like one of the best start to finish albums of the last like five or six years, in my opinion. Um, 
Man, I love like Motown. I'm just scroll. I'm literally scrolling through my Spotify. While on, you continue to on do this right now, I'm just trying to get Coheed and Cambria. Would that be weird? I I rock with you, but like I'm yeah, with it. there's not a genre that I don't enjoy on some level. Um, ask Dave if we should trade for Otani. Ask Dave if he has a review of the Grimace Shake. Is there? Is there? Do either of those appeal to you? <laughs> uh, I. I will weep. I assume that person means we like the Rangers. I will weep if Otani winds up a Texas Ranger. What That's, would you do if he if he winds up a Mariner? I, oh, are you kidding? I would freak out. I <laughs> he, would, he'd go to Seattle for a game. I would probably. go to Seattle for a game. <laughs> now, like I'm on I'm on your airwaves right now, and there's nothing you can do about it. Oh, I'm no. I'm so I'm so over the Rangers being good again. Like wow, it was so. Wow. It was so nice when they were bad, and I could sort of like enjoy the Mariners in peace. But now the Rangers are good again, and it's all over everywhere, and everyone's back on the bandwagon. That's right. Deal with wow. it. It's Deal with so it. annoying. Wow. Deal with it. Um, what was the other question? Uh, Grimace Shake. One, have you had it? Too? I haven't. I haven't had it, but it's. I think we were talking about that off the air. Like, at what point does a meme go too far? The Grimace Shake meme is. It's reaching the saturation point, but it it's been so funny. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yes. These yes. videos of people like getting dragged into the sewer after yes. they drink the grimace shake. I just like to imagine what the boardroom at McDonald's headquarters <laughs> is like when they're like, "Well, damn it, another TikTok is on there." But they're, they're like, they're like, "Look, man, but they're making money hand all, over fist. All press is good press." They're like, exactly. "We're doing the Jerry Jones, I guess." At this they're point, like, we weren't expecting our shake to be a morbid murder meme, but we're making a lot of money. All right, I'm really trying to make the most of this time, and we're gonna be late. I apologize to all the powers that be. This was a question that came in that I thought was good. There was another question that I wanted to ask. Um, one, what is a meme that you like just a meme format that you've been seeing lately that you really enjoy, I guess, outside of the Grimace shake? And then two, who would Dave want opposite Skip Bayless on Undisputed? Whether it's just like something that you think would be funny, who you think would be really good, just like what comes to mind in that way? Uh, I'm going to plead the fifth on the Skip. Th- Fair I, enough. I, I legitimately I had to try. You know what's funny? Like, I don't know what's going on with it, and I can just imagine a world where I throw a name out there and, and I wind they, up being right. <laughs> like David just, Helvet of FS1. He, yeah. he dropped that hint on 105. FS1's man. David Helvet reporting. I'm not touching that with a 10-foot pole. I don't know what's going on. Nobody, I'm not important enough to tell. Um, okay, I was. I saw this. I saw this before I came up here, and it makes me laugh every time. There's a bunch of memes that make me laugh every time, but one I've been seeing a lot recently. Did you see the thing with uh, like NBA players as AI women? You know what I'm talking about? Oh, I did not see this. <laughs> well, all right, but I'm, no, like fair enough. I'm I think too I under, on, I think I'm too I online. I think I understand. Is this is this like what happened a few years back when we had NFL quarterbacks yep, yep, that were yep, yep. yeah, it doesn't Girl, girlified or whatever. The context doesn't really matter. It could be anything, but there's a picture people always post. It makes me laugh every time. Of like. It's a dude with a microphone, and he's buried under people that are trying to get him to stop talking. Yes, and he and he just says wood, and I it's just <laughs> it just it just makes me laugh every single time. That, uh, so I've been enjoying that recently. That is a fantastic dismount. All right, I do have one final question. Okay, just never for mind. Me, because okay. you are the people's champion for Cowboys Twitter. What message would you have to your followers who are waiting your return to the airwaves? about what you'll be championing for them when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys. I, I can't I don't know what I'll be championing because we don't know what's going to happen mm-hmm. yet. So, I mean, as far as that, we'll just have to wait and see, but just 
just remember that you root for the most polarizing team in American sports and nobody likes you other than that, like no st- no stick with me stick with me this is an uplifting message uh, look if you can manage to swing this i'll be very happy no. i'm yes. here i'm still here okay nobody likes your team but you and and other cowboy fans everybody's praying on your downfall and i just remember that don't let yourself get drawn offside like just Take it for what it is. I it's a badge of honor at this point. And I I say I was thinking about this because I was thinking about this earlier today. Is like, you know, people like to make fun of cowboy fans for bandwagon hopping. What bandwagon, man? The number of people that have never seen a Cowboys championship grows exponentially by the year. Uh-huh. So like in the year 2023, if you're tried and true Cowboy fan, you're about as real as it comes. Because not only are you not getting the success that you want on the field, but you've got to catch hell. From every single person that's not part of your fan base in the world. And my point is, A, take some pride in that because it's not easy. I don't care what anybody says. Like, it's not easy to be a Cowboy fan. There are definitely teams that have it worse, but it's not easy. But also, like, don't let people get to you because that's really what they want. They don't want you to be happy because they don't like your team. And the whole point is to draw you offside. So just take a deep, deep breath and ask yourself, like, is this a legitimate criticism or is this somebody trying to take advantage of the generational trauma of this team being so popular and so polarizing? And I think you'll be a happier person for it if you just stop and, like, ask yourself those questions. Your leader has spoken, Cowboys Twitter. David Hellman of Fox Sports. You can find him on Twitter at David Hellman underscore. This is always a pleasure having you in studio, man. Good to see you once again. Love y'all. Anytime. Coming back next on The Get Right.